Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Okay, um, you know, enough on KDP, but I, we, I think we've given you guys enough, I, you know, overview on, and ideas on, on how you can use KDP to, to make some extra money. So um, after that, you know, we were talking about diversifying channels, right? So this is where you really want to think about, you know, get out of Amazon only, right? Most of, the, most of you guys listening to us, uh, a lot of you guys are Amazon sellers or, you know, that's where you started or that's what you consider yourself. You need to get out of that mind frame. I used to be there too. <laughs> I'm a recovering Amazon seller. Um, (laughs) you need to get out of that mindset. You need to say, you know, here's my products or my brands. And Amazon is one of the channels that I sell on eBay, Etsy, Google shopping. Um, you know, there's so many marketplaces now. Um, a lot of them are free to, to just throw your stuff up there. And you know, the wider you throw that net, you might like, once again, just like the KDP, you might only get a few sales, uh, you know, a week or, or a month or whatever, but it's an extra channel and your products, like the more marketplaces you're on, the more chance that you will be able to be found. So can we just talk about your footprint then? You know, if your brand is in every single channel, it's all over the place. We forgot People... Walmart. Sorry. wanted to mention Walmart. That's another big one. <laughs> yes. Walmart's really good. And Walmart is trying to take on Amazon right now. Like they are on a mission. So they're accepting way more sellers than they were before. <laughs> so it's really awesome. I know some people are really trying to get into t- like Target, some of the other major um, major channels. I have a friend who's like working out, he specializes in retail and he's working out um, the e-commerce channels for those to try to help people um, get into some of those harder e-commerce channels like Costco and and um, Target and stuff like that. They're um, a little bit tougher to get into. But, uh, but no matter what, think about your web footprint. Think about what is a customer, all customers nowadays comparison shop. There's even Google Chrome plugins for comparison shopping. So imagine when you are on all of those channels, instantly that shows trust in the marketplace. The, the, the customers are looking for those particular products. When they see your brand everywhere, they're going to go, oh, this is it. This is the only option. Right? I, gotta, you know, I was looking up Kevin's brand because I was going to follow his, uh, his TikTok videos the other day. And man, Kevin, well done. Like amazing web footprint. I would not want to take you on. <laughs> You've really built up a lot of great channels. So that's what we want to do. Not just sell on multiple channels, but also think about what that does for your web footprint. Yeah, absolutely. Great point, Amy. And so that, that actually transitions really well into our next point, which is right now, uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of opportunity to build a, an online business right now because so many people are running scared. They've turned off their ads. They're not promoting. They're not marketing. They're not doing any of those things. Like our clicks on Google have gone down so much. And even on our Amazon PPC, like our ACOS are way better right now because we've gotten, and I'll give you some of those tactics at the end, but we've gotten, you know, really selective, but you know, we are definitely not turning off our ads for Amazon. We, uh, we're, we're probably gonna have the best few weeks, like the check that we just got, it's like one of the bigger checks we've had in quite a while because, uh, you know, we're one of the few people who are still, number one, have stock and know how to send it out. And number two, like running, still running ads. So um, mm-hmm. look at, at mark, all the different marketing channels. There's so many, there's, there's Google, there's Bing. People don't even think about, you know, Bing. Advertise on Bing and Bing, I think is part of like Yahoo and, you know, Bing's search engine kind of gets pushed or, or search ads get pushed kind of to a, a bunch of uh, other places. There's um, Quora. A lot of people don't even know about Quora. You can advertise on Quora. You can advertise on Pinterest. You can advertise on uh, what, what some of the other uh, 
one of the other interesting ones that I was looking at the other day. Well, TikTok has had a lot of really cool, inter- uh, interesting so, advertising. Yeah, you can apply for TikTok, but I, and I did a long time ago to, to do ads on TikTok, but you you can't really, like you, so far it looks like you got to be a fairly big brand to get on uh, advertising for TikTok. And you can um, advertise on Reddit too, but you want to be that's, careful thank you, about that's what that. I was saying. Reddit, because, yep, Reddit's another one. And Reddit's great because it's targeted, right? Yeah, but Reddit users hate advertising. They do. So they like, do. you have it's to gotta be, be careful about how you advertise on Reddit because you don't want to- It's gotta be like, super relevant and, and valuable. If it's not, yeah, they're just gonna flame you. Um, for but sure. also, um, there's a lot of in-app advertising. So think about like on yep. Hulu right now, tons of people are watching these streaming services. It's cheap to advertise on Hulu. You should okay. recognize that if you've ever watched Hulu for any period of time, how you see the same ad like 15 times is because they don't, it's cheap to advertise there and they don't have a lot of ad choices. So they're just showing the same ads over and over again. So definitely if you have like a short video or something like that of your product, like get it out there, put it on some of these streaming channels. Um, even some of the smaller streaming services um, have Amazon ads and um, have, you know, just basic product-based ads. So um, Candy Crush, I know a lot of people are playing Candy Crush. So, so the Amy, you made, there. yeah, so you, you, you brought up a good point and, and I use this tactic a lot and I've never shared it really before and it's kind of simple, but um, also not, you know, a lot of people don't even know it's possible, but if you spin up a Google ad or Google ads, you can, people don't know this, you can actually target by app. So you can go into, to run Google ads and think about like, you know, if you've got, um, you know, like, like for example, like, you know, Amy's, uh, you know, cat, <clears throat> excuse me, cat products, right? You can go and find, you know, an app that's like, you know, a cat game or, uh, you know, something that you know that cat lovers are going to be using and advertise directly to that audience. And like, you get some really, really uh, cheap clicks that way. Right Um, within your Google ads dashboard, you can do that. uh, Once you spin up a campaign, you can, you can go to targeting and under targeting. Yes, you can actually target by app. Nikolatum, here I come. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, so you can find a, you you and if you get really if you get creative, if you really you know dive deep, you can get some interesting um, you know ways of targeting that you know directly relate to your product. You get super cheap clicks and really great conversions. So and don't uh, forget YouTube pre-roll ads too. You know yeah if yeah you're- there, there's so many yeah Google ads. So people have, are so obsessed with Facebook ads right now. Facebook to me is. Like I said, it's an afterthought. I haven't been real successful there. So of course, you know, I'm going to go where I, I have success. But um, to me, like if you dive, I really suggest people dive back into Google ads. It's, it's really come a long way. And I think, you know, dollar for dollar, you're going to get better results. Yeah. So Shay is asking, where can I get some Google ads training? Um, I think it depends, Shay, on the type of ads that you're wanting to run. Like, as you know, we have the course to run Google ads to your Google search ads to your Amazon listings. And even in Andy's software, he's got a tool to do that. But when it comes to building your own website for your brand and running Google ads there, you're definitely going to want to look them up by, uh, I know Google ads has free training built in. They will train you, you know, they'll have free calls with you. They'll give you free ads money. Andy, any suggestions there on how to you know, learn it's, Google it, ads? It, well, I guess, I guess, I think maybe I have to do a Google ads course uh, because I've searched and searched and searched, right? Whenever I like get into something new, you know, I always try to seek out like who's the best, you know, <laughs> similar to like what I was talking about, uh, what Russell Brunson does. If I think that I don't know it as good as somebody else, I try to to seek out people who do. And 
all the stuff I found is really basic. And maybe it's just because, you know, I've been doing it for so long. Like maybe to me, that's, you know, it may be for most people that would be fine. But um, yeah, I, I have not found a, a Google ads course, which I would consider complete and, you know, really kind of deep dive into what you can do with Google, um, Google ads. So yeah, I think it's because Google ads are so niche depending on what you're doing, right? Like just, and it's ignored. Google ads is being me. ignored. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just you teaching me how to do the Amazon um, ads was just, I tried to figure that out on my own for so long with just existing resources and it was really hard. So I'm glad that you figured that out for me. So I didn't have to, to do yeah. that, but, um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend that no matter what you're doing, just kind of seek it out and then don't be afraid to try it and get some experience like Andy has. And then, you know, hopefully you can also contribute to the community there. Yeah. So the other, the other thing that kind of on the, on the same channel, so, you know, we're talking about cheap marketing channels. So, you know, there's nothing cheaper than free, right? Which is what, what you get when you build your social audiences, right? So like you were just talking about Kevin on, on TikTok, like once you build that audience, you know, that's free, that's free uh, eyeballs. And so many people like, God, I wish I could go back to, you know, people are always say like, what would you tell yourself back, you know, back in the day, you know, back in, you know, even just in the early 2000s, when I was big into Twitter, like just stay the course and just go super deep on, on one of those channels and just build your audience. Because once you get that audience, I mean, look at Gary Vee, it took him years and years and years and years, but now he's got such, all you need, and what people don't realize is you just need to build a big audience on one channel, like specialize in one channel. I know everybody tells you that and you try to go do everything. The thing is, is once you build that one audience, then you push them to your other channels. Then that audience yeah. automatically grows. So I know I've, I've been promoting the hack out of Joe Reichsfeld. He has this free Pinterest course yeah. um, specifically for e-commerce to help you build out your yeah, Pinterest channels. Mm -hmm. It's a great course, y'all. I mean, go to Ecom Optimized, Google Ecom Optimizer Pinterest. I've been sending my clients there. Rashid and I, we already had a pretty good, um, we already had a pretty good Pinterest boards and everything built out and, you know, but we followed Joe's tips and just some of the engagement tips that he gave alone are our audience has now grown. Our engagement rates have grown immensely and we're getting a lot more site visits and everything. So you guys definitely, if your product would do well on Pinterest, how do you know if your product would do well on Pinterest? Search for your competitors' products on Pinterest. Search for that topic on Pinterest. If there's interest, if there's related stuff, if there's a lot of pins related, perfect. It's Pinterest is the perfect um, channel for you then to build out. If it's more Instagram, you can, you can do that with Instagram. Um, the other thing with, uh, with some of these channels and advertising, Andy, we were talking about this. Let's say that you really want to use a really expensive influencer and this influencer, you'd have to pay them thousands of dollars. Well, guess what? You can run ads specifically targeted to their audience. And before their videos on YouTube, you can run ads before you can run ads in Instagram. That's specifically targeted to people who like, who follow them or like them. So you don't even have to pay the influencer. If you set up your message in the right way, that's going to appeal to their audience, which, Hey, you got to stalk their audience for a little while first do the work, <laughs> but you can now pay for ads that would be really appealing to that audience without having to pay that influencer thousands of dollars and be able to get some of that traction, especially if it's highly related to your topic. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the gist of it is, is we're, we're going a little long here cause we started a little bit late, but the gist here is, 
you know, build your audience and, you know, you're sitting around your house right now, just share what you share, your struggle, share what, what you're doing right now. Kind of, you know, everybody's, everybody's afraid to like, you know, let people behind the curtain. You can see, I don't let people behind the curtain just because I'm embarrassed on how dirty my office is. Um, but you know, sometimes you'll, you'll see that, but, and, and I'm not the neatest person in the world, but my kids come in here. Like sometimes I'm trying to work with my kids in here and you'll, and like, I put up like a drawing board here and, and, but when kids, if you have kids, you know, that's like a whirlwind, right? So like I'll clean my office, they'll come in and literally it takes them about 10 minutes and it's like destroyed. Um, so that's why I, I just got tired of it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to live in the chaos in my office and, uh, you guys get to see this amazing, uh, background. Um, but on that same token, like, you know, don't be afraid to, to let people know what you're thinking, what you're doing. You know, people love, uh, you know, authentic, uh, human interaction, especially now, like people are craving that realness that, you know, Kevin, I, I hope you're doing videos with like, you know, you, you do your green screen too, but like, you know, when you're, when you're building out your inventions and things like that, just set up your little tripod and, you know, while you're tinkering on stuff, like to me, that's like, cool. That's the stuff I want to watch. Like, that's the cool stuff, yeah. you know, like the really behind the scenes stuff. That's what people want to see. Um, so just try, just try that. And, you know, a lot of people think that like, nobody's going to be interested in this. We, my kids and I, the other day, cause I love hummingbirds, right? Like I, I think hummingbirds, like one of the most majestic, coolest animals on the planet. So I went on YouTube, of course, and started looking for hummingbird videos. And there's this lady in like San Diego area who like is like the hummingbird whisperer. And she started with like one feeder and then like four. And now she's like eight. And there's literally like, hundreds of hummingbird like hummingbirds coming to her feeders on uh daily she's got like some of her videos have like two or three million views and all she did like the her initial videos were just her like talking about it and showing like uh, a hummingbird nest with a baby in it and like people just latched onto that because it was like cool like that's awesome like i want to know about that um so just just you know start pushing stuff out there it doesn't matter what it is just get creative and um you know just be authentic Okay. The next point here, which is one of another, one of my favorites, um, is automation, right? So I love tools that I can like set up on my computer and walk away from, and it starts doing work for me. Right. Um, you know, there, there's a lot out there. Just start searching bot like B O T, right? Like, so Twitter bot, um, you know, um, Instagram bot, uh, whatever it is you're trying to automate, like start searching for bots, um, and, and utilize those because, it's like having a VA like working on something with not actually having to pay a VA or manage them or anything like that. Like look for automation. Um, that'll help you build your audience. A lot of people like poo poo that like, Oh, you got to have real interaction and blah, 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 blah. My retort to that is that's absolutely true, but why not combine it with the automation? So like for me, like for, you know, LinkedIn, like I use some automation there and I also like interact with my audience. So it's like, there's two of me, right? It's like I clone myself and now I'm getting super deep on LinkedIn because I'm using automation and automation can be all kinds of different things. It can be things like, like for me, um, when I post on social, which probably irritate people on Facebook cause I'm barely on there anymore. But like on my buffer account, when I post something, it goes to LinkedIn, it goes to, you know, it goes to, um, my Twitter, it goes to like all my different channels. And I'm, I may not be interacting on those other channels, but I've automated, I've just like repurposed that content that I just posted on LinkedIn to all my different channels. And it didn't take me any extra time. So those are the kinds of things you want to look for and do when it, in terms of automation, um, for your business, anything you want to add there, Amy? Or no, Kevin? I'm, I think it's really good. I think people are really thinking through hopefully some ways that they can free up some of their time and also enable others. 
Um, I've been checking out uh, Outsource School lately, and it's been a it's a really great course, uh, a lot of great information, and just some things that I hadn't think to, thought about before um, hiring outside of the U.S., which is just it's been really cool. But yeah, definitely just thinking through how can you free up your time and um, and help grow your business and get it beyond just you kind of working in it. So love that. Yeah. And, and I love, you know, once again, I love to stack some of these ideas, right? So imagine getting a, an automated tool and combining it with a VA, right? I mean, that's where you really get to start seeing some good results there is when you start stacking some of these ideas. All right, next, influencer marketing, uh, affiliate marketing. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. We've kind of mentioned it. Amy just mentioned it a little bit before, but um, one of my favorite tools, which used to be a competitor of mine, but I'm no longer really in that space anymore is Tominson. Um, and I really love Tominson because you get the micro influencers. Now, the only thing I don't like about Tominson is, you know, the quality of the influencers isn't really great um, unless you do your homework. Uh, but Tomlinson makes it pretty easy. So you can like click through on their profile. But what I do is I'll go to their profile, right? And I'll see like, you know, if they posted something, how many comments do they have? And are the comments real comments? It's not like cool, awesome emoji, you know, like all the heart, like if it's any of that, I'm like, all right, this is BS. But if it's like, Hey, like, you know, what are you doing here? And then, sh and then the person in the, with that account, like replies to that person. So in other words, you want to look for accounts where people are actually interacting and being real. And, you know, it's not just uh, once again, you know, having some bot, you know, do all the work for them where it's actually like they're, they're at least, you know, they, maybe they're using a bot, but they're also interacting. So you want to look for some, you know, people who are doing real stuff in terms of that. Um, influencer marketing right now too is, you know, you can get really creative in terms of, you know, not even have, uh, having to pay them like Amy was talking about ad wise, but also just offering them something free. Like, Hey, you know, if you mention my product, I'm going to give you 10 of these. You can run a contest for your um, audience to give these 10 things away for free, which will grow your audience. And it's win-win for both of us. Like you can craft, you know, uh, things, you know, ways in getting these influencers on board, which, you know, maybe only cost you, you know, a few dollars per product or $10 per product, however, whatever price point you're at there. You know, if you have a high price point, maybe you only give them two free, one free for them and one to give away or whatever, but you can get really creative um, with that. The hardest part is reaching out to these influencers, right? Like if they're not on a platform like Tominson or some of the other ones, um, it might be a little bit harder. Once again, here's where you stack, right? You get a VA, you say, Hey, here's my niche. I've had my VA do this a bunch of times, even though I call her my executive assistant. I don't really like VA. Um, cause she's been with me for a long time now. She deserves that. But anyway, she will go out and I'll say, Hey, um, go and find me, you know, here's what I'm, what I'm trying to, you know, push, make me a Google sheet with like the 20 people that are probably the most, you know, closely aligned to this, get their email addresses. Cause a lot of these influencers will list their email address on their Instagram profiles. And then after that, like I'll help her usually like I'll craft kind of a, a, a te email template and then I hand it off to her and then she sends it out. And then when, then she filters the, the replies, right? So if people reply, then she goes, okay, this one's, you know, I don't care about this one, blah, blah, blah. And then the good ones she passes on to me. And then I reply and say, Hey, like, let's, you know, I, it's awesome that you're interested in this. Like, you know, what, how do you want to work this? You know, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Love it. I love right. I, I also love if you are creating really great blog content um, and, and kind of doing a great job of posting it across your social media channels. I've had many, many influencers reach out and say, hey, I have this blog. I have this, you know, we, we had um, somebody who had the oldest living ragdoll cat and had quite the following reach out to us and just say, hey, I love your content. Would love to trade some some blocks. 
So you might, you know, those, those types of bloggers and stuff that are looking for backlinks, you'd be surprised um, when you're creating good content, how many of them would love to, would love to trade. Absolutely. There's so many free, uh, if you get crafty enough and, and, and in these times, this is where you need to get crafty. Think outside the box. That's where you really start making some magic in terms of, you know, leveling up on your business and things like that. All right. Last but not least, Amy teases a little bit like PPC, right? So everyone's wondering what to do about PPC. So what I did on my account, or here are a few things I did on my own account, right? And my own account, I looked the other day, I think I'm almost up to $2 million in ad spend on my own account, which is pretty epic. But um, what, what, uh, what I'm doing right now is, um, first thing I did, I think I did a 30-day filter, right? So I did a 30-day filter on my campaigns. Um, and if you want to download in bulk, uh, you can do this as well. Um, but you can do it online. Now the interface on Amazon is pretty good. Unless you're like me and have hundreds of campaigns then you'll probably want to do it in bulk, but, um, you know, go through and find, um, find keywords that aren't, that you haven't sold that haven't sold anything in, in 30 days, right? Something that a keyword that is not sold anything in 30 days. Now, a lot of people say, well, negative that. No, absolutely not. Don't negative it. Uh, drop the bid, I think to like, you know, six cents or, you know, drop the bid first before you negative it, drop the bid first on all those non-performing keywords, then go back through again and look at, you know, say your, your normal target a cost is 30%, right? That's kind of high, but just say that's it. If you're in a super competitive niche, like for me, I'm, I'm pretty happy with 30%, but it just depends on your niche. Go back through and find your, your, um, you know, your target, your previous target a cost, and then like half that, or even go lower. Like I think right now my target a cost is about 10% is what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to um, hit and then go back and adjust your bids for that, you know, that 10%. And what that'll do is that will kind of force Amazon to only show your ads to um, people who are going to be interested in it. Not only that, reduce your budgets. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, at least for me, I have massive budgets. So I've backed off on my budgets a little bit. I'm not turning them off or turn, you know, but like, you know, once again, half them maybe by like 50%. And what that does again is that is going to force Amazon because they know that you're going to turn your ads off if you don't make money, right? Like that's common sense. They know that. So if you give them less money to work with on your campaigns, they're going to try to produce better results with that, with the, with the lower amount of money. So that's something else that you want to try. Last but not least is day parting. I've been really uh, experimenting with day parting and getting some cool stuff uh, happening in terms of testing like turning ads on overnight and off during the, the day or turning ads on part of the day, then turning ads off uh, later in the day. One of the things that I've noticed a lot for me is there's an hour of the day that people aren't really shopping, at least in my account. And that's from, I believe it's four to 5 PM Pacific, which is um, seven to 8 uh, PM uh, Eastern time. Um, or maybe it's one hour before it's what I forgot. I think it's six to seven Eastern. So that would be three to four. Right. Um, anyway, what I did was, is I looked and I saw, you know, I first I researched what time, what, you know, what's the normal time that people eat dinner, like the, the most popular time for people to eat dinner and that's six to 7 PM. Right. So I went back and I said, well, what if I turn my ads off, um, from six to 7 PM East coast is the biggest audience, right? 80% of the population of the U S lives on, on the East coast or approximately. So I said, well, what if I turn my ads off during that one hour? Because people during that hour, if there are people searching that, you know, they may not be buying. Um, and what I noticed is I got a, a, a an increase uh, or a decrease in a cost. So I got better performance on my ads. So those are just some of the things that I'm, I'm like tinkering with right now to really optimize my PPC. Um, there's some other things to do product targeting, right? Like do category product targeting at a super low bid because, because so many people have turned off their campaigns. Like one of our products I looked yesterday, we, we had two sales at a 3% a cost, like insane. 
like absolutely insane. So product targeting, uh, once again, is, is really cool. Another thing that a lot of people don't know, and it, I don't know if it's enabled for everyone. Um, I know that they kind of roll some of these things out sometimes, but I, I, I bet a people don't e a lot of people don't even know, but, um, if you go into, um, your ad account, I'm pulling it up right now. Cause I don't, I want to know exact, or I want to tell you guys exactly uh, how to do this. So you go into your advertising dashboard and then, you know, you create, you click on the create campaign um, button. When you do that, you have three options or at least, you know, I don't know. Once again, I don't know if this is only a beta, but Amy or, or Kevin, if you guys can do this, make sure, uh, let me know if you have this sponsored display. If you have sponsored display. So right now for me, I have sponsored product, sponsored brand, sponsored display. It says beta next to it. So I don't know if I'm the only one, you know, or, or you know, if I have access to this and other people don't, but if you do, there's a new product targeting option under that. So what this is, is a lot of people don't realize this is coming from the old Amazon uh, AMS um, uh, dash or, or um, setup where, so when you go to your, uh, an Amazon product, you have an ad that's right under the buy box, right? Which to me, I would, I would argue is probably the, some of the most valuable ad space. You can only get to that ad space through using this uh, interface. So we've been uh, testing that a lot and doing wide categories and with super low bids. And once again, that forces Amazon to really be selective on where they're showing my ads and only showing it to people who are likely to convert. And we've been getting really, really great results. So guys, try that out if you have access to it. Um, it's been really great. Um, the other thing I've heard, I've heard that a lot of people are having great success with are the video ads, right? I've not tested those yet, but um, I've heard a lot of people have, have gotten a lot of great results with using those video ads. My product isn't my, a lot of my products aren't really like, like I've mentioned before, like we do like office products and things like that. So ours aren't really sexy video wise, but if you have a sexy product video wise, you know, like, like some of Kevin's stuff would probably be epic on this. You know, if you have a, a visually appealing product, um, that's where you really want to fire up those video ads because people are, it's super engaging. I don't know if you guys have done it, but you know, flipping through your mobile app, you know, these ad, those videos pop up and it automatically catches your eye. So check those out if you haven't done those yet. So those are some of the, the things that I'm doing um, that, you know, seem fairly simple, but you know, are, are working really well. Um, one other thing is, you know, double down on the stuff that, that has, is performing really well. Once again, you know, if you've got stuff that's performing at an ACOS of like say 5%, right. And you've got two sales, you've got more than one sale. If you only have one sale, it's hard to adjust bids because you know, that could just be a fluke. But if you got more than one sale on that keyword or that target, you know, maybe you bump that, that, that bid up 50% or even a hundred percent to see if you can squeeze more juice out of it and keep that ACOS low. Um, so those are just kind of some of the things that you guys really want to try right now on your PPC to, to, um, you know, to get the most out of it. I would agree, Andy. And I think I'm discovering a lot of keyword opportunities that weren't there for me previously. And the other thing I would say is if you have um, keywords that haven't gotten any traction, now is the time to maybe bump those bids up a little bit and see if you can't get some traction on them since a lot of people have turned off their ads. You're right. What Amy means is like you can filter in Seller Central for uh, stuff. You know, you can say, hey, show me everything that's gotten zero impressions, right? And then you can also bulk select those and then you can say adjust bid up by and you can say like 15% or whatever. You can do like small increments and then let it run for a few days. Go back and see if any of those have gotten, you know, um, impressions. If not, you can bump it again. Um, but yeah, Amy makes a great point. The ads on Amazon right now, because so many people have turned their ads off, like there's some deals going on right now. Like you can do really well on Amazon ads if you get creative once again. And if you really start to um, dig in and, and, you know, really kind of 
uh, trim the fat and, and really concentrate on what's working and, and, and reduce bids on stuff that's not working. Yes. Love it. Whoa. Those were 10 things, Amy. When we got uh, through it and we actually almost, it's amazing how we get almost nailed the hour every single time. So if anybody else has questions, um, you know, the stuff we've covered, we've covered a lot. <laughs> we went through a lot pretty quickly here, kind of filled your head with a lot, but which is awesome. You know, you guys, um, once again, you know, nobody ever takes action on stuff, right? Because it seems, seems overwhelming. So just pick one of these things that we talked about today, whether it's print on demand, um, KDP, setting up your own e-commerce, click funnels. You know, we talked about drop shipping. Um, maybe, maybe your, your one thing is just taking all these different channels like eBay, Etsy, Walmart, and trying to push your products that are relevant to those different channels. Um, you know, build your, uh, you know, your social media audience, you know, maybe start finding some automation tools. Um, you know, get it more into influencer marketing. And uh, if last but not least, you already have the, the, the advertising console sitting there in your Amazon account, just go in and spend some time there to tweak. Um, you know, if you do one of these things and just, you know, pick one or two of these things out so it's not overwhelming and, and just get started. Yes, love it. And I would say as well, uh, if you are expanding channels, don't feel like you have to do all the channels at once. Like this week, just get eBay up. Next week, try Mercuri. You know, don't don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm never gonna get this done because there's just so much to do. Just master one channel. For for those people that are trying out Merchant Fulfilled on Amazon with multi-channel fulfillment, get that up and running. And then once you get that up and running and you've mastered multi-channel fulfillment, now it's time to expand to Etsy, to expand to eBay, you know, the different channels. Um, or maybe you're just picking like, Hey, I'm going to pick this one social channel. I'm going to start working on my Pinterest and have a plan for that. And then also all of these things that you're doing, don't forget about automation, right? Don't forget about, okay, once I figure it out, I'm going to document the process so that I can then pass it off to a VA or somebody else who can keep it up for me so I can get the most bang for my buck. All right, guys, really quick before we go, I'd love if anybody who's joined us live here in the meeting, um, if you guys can just drop one thing in the comments that you like what what you the most value that you got of uh, out of today, I, I would just be really interested in hearing that if there's anything that you felt like stand uh, stood out to you today that that would be awesome. I mean, one thing that you, you just uh, made me think of something that a lot of people um, aren't also utilizing is a lot of these local app like you know let go and facebook marketplace and things like that guys there's money to be made there right now too there's so many things like i've got some stuff in my garage like tools and things like that that i've never ever touched or even opened that i'm like i haven't used this in years like maybe i'll unload this like make some money like go around your house and start selling stuff if you haven't used it in a few months and and make a little extra money on these local marketplaces or you can even sell your own products that you normally sell on amazon on these local marketplaces people are like man, if I order from Amazon, I have to wait 10 days for this, you know, whatever widget, this guy down the road has a brand new one for, you know, less money or the same amount of money. I can go pick it up right now. Sweet. I'm off. Like, you know, get really, um, you know, get really creative, um, on, on, on all this stuff. And you guys would be surprised. Like, uh, you know, Molly, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. It's like, I almost feel like I perform better and make more money during hard times because I start getting really creative, right? You're forced to get creative. You're forced to, Think about, you know, how can I make money in a, in a different way? If you're, you know, you, you have a day job that might be a little bit different where you're still getting a check, but a lot of you guys um, aren't. So, 
you know, during this time, it's like time to, time to dig in, start time to get, you know, start getting creative and, and thinking outside the box and, and figuring out, you know, how you can still make money from home. We're blessed because we've been doing it for years. So we, we've got a leg up, but you know, there's no time like the present to, to, you know, get started. Yes. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, this one is in the can. And um, as usual, guys, if you haven't done so yet, we would love if you guys subscribe to the podcast, rate, review it, all that good stuff. We really, really appreciate that. The podcast continues to grow. Um, you know, we, we keep getting uh, emails and feedback and, and you know, all these. Uh, we, Amy and I absolutely love when we get that feedback for us. It's the fuel, um, you know, when we know that we're helping you guys, um, especially during this time, like any way that we can help you guys. Um, you know, I've given my email address out before. Feel free to reach out if you guys have any questions. You know, Andy at SellerSEO.com. Please don't like email me and say, hey, I want to start selling on Amazon. I'm going to say, cool, go listen to the podcast. Like go, if you want to ask me something like specific and related to something we've covered on the podcast, um, you know, I, I absolutely have no problem giving a couple minutes of my time responding to you guys, giving you guys some tips, some help, things like that. But please value my time. And I think Amy feels the same way, um, you know, value our time and we will absolutely help you as much as we can. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much guys. And we'll see you next time. 1 PM Pacific on Tuesdays. This is the seller round table. <laughs> see you later. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.